Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, this is the Flash After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we're breaking down Season 3, Episode 21, called Cause and Effect. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! God, Sugar Cold is bringing me back to uh, middle school. Darn it. Guys, welcome back to the Flash After Show. This was an amazing episode. Let's do some intros in the panel, and then we will get to it. I'll start. I'm Jeffrey Masters. I tweet from Jeff Masters 1. T? Hi, everyone. I'm Tiana Hobson. I tweet from at the Tiana Hobson. And tonight, I'm in the live chat as Tari J. Miller. That's me, and you can find me at Tari J T A U R I J A Y. And if you're not watching live but want to, we have a couple more episodes left of the season. We do this at nine at ten Pacific Standard Time every Tuesday night. All right, sorry, I don't. I've never heard this song in my life, but it just gave me so much energy. Did you even go to middle school? No, actually, it was Christian. Ooh. So you know, it was all about the Lord. Dang, only Christian girl. music. Only allowed. Christian music allowed. We okay. didn't have dances. Oh my god! I'm not joking. That's you grew up in California. Yeah. Wild. There's okay. Christians here, believe it or not. What? That's not true. Don't spread a lot. <laughs> this is fake news. I thought the A in LA was for atheist. Nope. Nope. Okay, it's guys. Let's, angels. Talk, let's talk about the episode. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about Barry. Um, Tari, what were your initial thoughts? Um, I thought it was a really fun episode. It, like, it was a lot of levity from all the really heavy, dark stuff that we've been dealing with. So I like that we got a, a traditional... Uh, amnesia episode in the midst of a flash season, which was bananas. Like at the end of the storyline, too. Right. You know, we're gearing towards the end. Um, I thought it was so much fun. I also liked that there was urgency to it. We're nearing the end of the arc for the season. And so everything they do feels like it has a lot of just consequence to it. And I really just like feel that, again, the urgency of the storytelling. What do you think, T? I enjoyed it, and I love that Tari said, you know, a traditional amnesia storyline, because why not? Yeah. Most shows, amnesia storylines are not traditional at all, but here, apparently it's a thing. Absolutely. But I agree. I think it was a very fun episode. There's a lot of fun points, and we got to see, you know, personalities come out, and I always love when we see... I liked Amnesia Barry. I mean, I agree with Iris. Just seeing him carefree and get to be the lovable goofball that we know he can be was was great. Yeah, I mean, like, Grant Gustin, the actor, he played Amnesia Barry, he played regular Barry, and then he played Evil Barry. <laughs> there was, it was a lot of acting going on, and I thought it was, like, fantastic. Yeah, they were very distinct. Um, I especially liked Dark Barry. 
I agree. Uh, yeah, there was a, a gravel to his voice. Like you could see the weight of what he had done in his in his eyes. Like I thought it was really well done and well put together. I, I agree. Sometimes too, when people like play like the opposite version of themselves, like the evil version, we've seen a lot of um, Earth two of the characters that are different. Sometimes it can just be. It's just a little bit too forced, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Angst. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just, like, super proud of him because, like, I mean, like, I went to college with, uh, with Grant. I don't talk about that a lot. And we took acting classes together. You, you talk about it all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Name job. Air. I went to... No, no so I went to I'm, school I'm just like, more in tune with his acting uh, because I was in acting class with him. Yeah. And um, someone's career is doing a little bit better. We can guess too in the chat, um, but no, I just think he's doing like amazing work. And I'm so like happy about that. He's doing really great. What did we think of the excuse for how Barry became evil? So they called him a temporal duplicate, mm-hmm. uh, one of the the time wraiths. No, no, uh, no, time no, remnants. Remnants. Yes. Oh, are, is there a difference? Yes. Yeah, the wraiths are the evil, like Dementor-looking things I that they come were the after exact you. Same thing. Nah, bro. No. Nah. So a a time replicant. No. Yep. Remnant, a time remnant, remnant um, or also known as a time duplicate, um, is when essentially Barry goes back in time uh, like a second. He creates a duplicate of himself. Same thing that Zoom did that we saw for the first time. Then it's same thing that Barry did when he was resolving the second season. Oh, I just thought that was more or less the same thing as a wraith, but no. No, the not. wraith are the... Basically, like the uh, Dementor-looking things that right. try to correct time or try to go after speedsters. Oh, so this mm-hmm. is a, a a duplicate in a remnant. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> um, and I just thought it was an interesting explanation that he was shunned by the rest of the group. Yeah, he wasn't the real Barry. So I had an issue with this. Okay, I'd love to hear this. Um, my biggest issue with it was one, I don't feel like the group would do that. Um, though, I mean, everyone was in a somewhat dark place. They had just lost Iris, etc. Um, or wait, no. Did he say that Iris shunned him? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I, everyone, everyone was in a dark place. But at the same time, there are also like an infinite amount of Earths. So he could have become the Flash on any of those Earths. Um, so, like, that, to me, seemed like a weak sauce excuse, future Barry. You had options, bro. You didn't need to go back and create yourself and create Savitar, bro. Also, jumping ahead yeah. episode, a couple scenes, there was the part where people were like, why did he become evil? And there was, like, a pregnant pause, and then Barry changed the the conversation. I wanted him to say, because you shunned him, and I feel like that would have, like, changed the entire timeline had he been like, we shunned him, he became evil, let's all make a pact right here, right now. We will show all these Barry Allen duplicates love <laughs> And that would have been going down the same timeline of when Barry went to the future, we saw that Barry had, you know, basically cut ties with everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like making more promises that he doesn't plan to keep. Right. Even though he that the knowledge that you do something doesn't mean that you're go you're not going to do it. You know, you can't there in a way there's you can't fight the feelings that you have. Uh so and yet, I thought it was a massive wrench in the, the the system of what we know as time travel when he said that the more you do it, the less rules apply. Right. Yeah. 
I think that becomes dangerous for, like, the writers to rely on, honestly. But it also creates more leniency with them because we always come at them with, well, wait a second, how is this possible? Why does this rule not apply? Now they've just basically said, the more we do it, the less rules apply, so we can do whatever the hell we want. Right. Is there a basis for that in the comics? Well, I mean, it's less about the comics and more about time travel rules. And the main rule of time travel is you create your own rules. Um, I mean, because time travel doesn't exist, you you can essentially say what you want to, especially in the realm of uh, speed force-based time travel. You could essentially make up the rules as they go along. I completely agree, but I would challenge to say that you have to make up rules, period. And we have so far not seen that many consistent rules. It's so that they have places to go. You, as know. a writer, you can't write yourself into a corner in season three. Because then where do you go from there? Well, you're, well, the issue is that audiences are smart. And right. so when they're yes. breaking rules, it pulls us out of the story. Sort of. But, like, they've established rules, but Barry has broken the rules so many times that it is, had essentially become... It's weakened the fabric of time itself. We've, we've heard that when Savitar was talking about uh, Flashpoint allowing him to be, come into existence. Uh, so, essentially... If you think of the, if you think of time as a piece, a paper towel, and you know water can flow through a paper towel, you can wring it out. But if you start to poke holes in the paper towel, like more water and is going to get through, and it'll just wear away at the paper towel until it disintegrates. Okay, hold up. That is such a good metaphor. It's <laughs> <laughs> very effective because then it just goes away. Right. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my god, great. So so we, we get this kind of explanation from Evil Barry, Savitar, let's call him. Savitar. Savitar, because yes. he has a name. And I thought... Very evil. Our, like, my initial elation at the episode happened when he said that his suit can move on its own. Uh-huh. That was that was cool. And then he jumped into it? Oh, yeah. Mid-air? I was all about that. It reminded me of, you know, like, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Just like jumping in as the suits like already doing the fighting, you know that scene in what was it the third Iron Man movie yeah. when he kept jumping from all the suit different suit, ones. Yeah, yeah, totally. It was just awesome. It was really cool. I I wrote down like his suits fights without him. That's fucking awesome. Sorry, I <laughs> didn't mean to cut. No, no, <laughs> there, the there, there are things that are flying and fighting on their own. Um, it was Barry against two. Yeah, it was a dope sequence. Like, that whole intro, like, to me, made the episode. I agree. Just, like, the suit moving on its own and the dual lightning battle where they essentially both do the circles, hit mm-hmm. the lightning, and then it blasts them both away. Yeah. So good. I agree. I also, like, I was saying, like, we are a smart audience. He indicated the scars on his face, and he said, you know, I look like you almost. Uh-huh. I kind of like that we just don't know what happened there. It's, like, things like that, like, I'm such a stickler, but, like, for things like that, like, we don't need to know. It's yeah. okay. He has a full life after this. Or unless we kill him. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. But you were explaining earlier about the paper towel, which I thought was great. Cisco was kind of the explainer and explainer? Yeah. <laughs> explainer. Explainador. And the episode with, like, the board and drawing and the endless loop. Mm-hmm. And I like that. But how do we know how Cisco knows about this and him going back in time and creating this endless loop? Well... It's a it's a common like sci-fi not 
I would say common sci-fi device to have a chicken or the egg kind of situation slash uh, causal loop, also known as a... I forgot the other name. But yeah, essentially, uh, they in time travel, a lot of the times, sometimes an event occurs that uh, essentially has no initiating point, but it always ends in, a, in the same loop. So, like, one thing has to happen in the future in order to, or in the past, in order for something in the future to happen, but that affects the past. So it's a it's a loop that you can't determine the original source. I'm glad that that's where Cisco eventually went with his explanation because I was so confused. Yeah. The whole time. And I'm a visual learner too, yeah. guys. And I was just trying to piece it all together. I was like, so what came first? And then they said it and I was like, okay, Joe, Joe had my back. He asked the question I wanted to ask mm-hmm. and basically we don't know. Ryan Wittalison, Bootstrap Paradox, thank you. That oh. was the other one. Uh-huh. Okay, so that makes so much sense that he knew about this paradox, that this existed before and he was just was saying that is what happened. He wasn't saying like, I, I know what happened. He said this is a thing that happens. Right. Gotcha. Right. Sorry, funny moment for me. Cisco yes. also said, um, I hate spinoffs, which uh-huh. is hilarious because they're technically a spinoff. Right. That's true. Arrow. <laughs> but uh ding! <laughs> a lot of amazing lines. Yeah, there are a lot of amazing one-liners. Totally. When when they decided to take away his memory, did, we, did they say why we had that machine already like prepped and ready to go? <laughs> I feel like it's one of those machines that's always around, and they reconfigure it to do different things. Oh, like and an they, iPhone. Yes, and they sometimes thought, it tells me the weather. Sometimes it texts. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes when you update it, you lose all your data. You lose everything on your phone, and there's no explanation for which phone's going to lose everything. Mm-hmm. And the, and Barry was the one phone that lost all of it. Yes, nice. Tiana understood something and explained <laughs> it. Huh. Boom. Yes. I'm obsessed with the part where Wally says, I'm your brother. Very <laughs> <laughs> looks at this, yeah. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. That was so great. Because <laughs> it's just so great on so many levels. Because, yeah, one's black and one's white. <laughs> it was just so much fun seeing Amnesia Berry. Yeah. Amnesia Berry brought some, broke up a lot of tension that's been on the show. I think... We needed this moment of laughter just to get us into the final two episodes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I've been saying all season that I miss Happy Fun Cisco, and this was Happy Fun Cisco. Yes, it was. It was definitely Happy Fun Cisco. Yeah. Also, like, adding to the levity of the episode was uh, HR and our new scientist girl who has a name. Tracy Brand. Yes. And the name's Tracy Brand. Yes. <laughs> uh, saying their little, like, love connection and the fact that we they set it up last episode and didn't make us wait nine more episodes for it. I was like, yes, give us what we want now. I feel like it was like a candy they gave us. Mm-hmm. Well... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm interested to see where they take this and if we see her next season, because as happy as I am for this to happen, I also don't care right now. What? Like, I care, but well, that's so far down my list of things that are important right now in this moment that I'd like to see more of it next season. You don't think that love is important? I think that saving Iris is important. And that's what I'm focused on. Not another love story happening right but now. But Tiana, love is what drives her to find the answers that she needs. I know. Love. 
only if you believe in love. Sorry, Tiana. singing love songs to me now. Love. Don't stop. Okay, you can stop okay. now. Thank you. All what right. song is that? I don't know. I think he made it up. <laughs> made up. It's, it's from 21 Chump Street. It, look it up, guys. Chump Street? It's amazing. Yes, it's really good. It's by Lin-Manuel uh, for NPR. Okay. Wait, Look, really? Yes. It, oh, it's just not from Twenty One Jump Street. Hey. No, it's from tw- it's Twenty One Chump Street. Oh, oh, you, oh, you weren't misspeaking. No, I wasn't. Okay, okay. I know he was. Also, Ken from um, Chicago, you know yeah. that I am a lover of love. Yeah. Just right now, I love Iris West, and I need her to stay alive. Exactly. Um, before we move off of the Tracy storyline, she makes this bazooka gun that we see. Yes. Is that the bazooka gun that HR in the future is shooting and pointing towards Savitar? Hmm. Um, I would have to go back and Look. check. Check. Tell us if yeah. it's the same gun. Because I don't remember it being that big, but I also, yeah, you know. Usually I remember things. <laughs> I don't know. I just Usually you, like, you remember things bigger than they are. That's right. true. Yes. Especially like when, am I? Um, okay, yeah. I just have to, wa- I just wonder if that is that gun. Um, I mean, the gun that HR had in the future looked like the one that uh, that Harry use, uses all the time. Like the one they used to take down uh, King Shark, Harry being Earth to Harrison. Oh, you're yes. exactly right. Right. Okay. Uh, and while we're talking about this, we, we need a power source for it. We need about six telenuclearots. And that is why, like, the redstone, right? That's, like, what they're indicating. Because at the end of the episode, I'm jumping to the end. And okay. at the end of the episode, we see the, the redstone and we see King Shark. Um, that is the, the potential source that we're looking for, right? It, I think that is what the implication is, yeah. Because they need a, a lot of energy, basically. Uh, terajoules or whatever. Um, in order to power this thing. Um uh, Tiana, you had a theory. Um, <laughs> no, I crossed universes. No, she was in oh, the, Mar- the Marvel stones. Uh, oh no, I was. <laughs> I said it's not an Infinity Stone. Yeah. Um, but no, before that, when they said they needed um, how much energy? I just wrote a shit it ton. It was a number of like terajoules. Yeah, terajoules yeah. of energy. I said, oh, could they use the um, combustor? What did they? What went boom and made? Barry, oh, who he um, is, these oh the particle accelerator. Particle accelerator. I was like, oh, if they like did something with that, is is are they recalling back to that? Because Cisco was telling the story about them working on the particle accelerator earlier mm. with Ronnie. So then I thought, oh, they're tying it back together with the end of the episode, going to be leading back to us going back a to the particle accelerator right. that's to a particle accelerator to get that. Ener- but I don't know if that's enough energy or not. Chat, uh, please fact check me. I feel like. The stone that King Shark was going after at the end of the episode was from the Dominators. Please fact check oh, me. Oh, that makes more if sense. If possible. Um, but I think it was one of the Dominators' little uh, mind control y yeah. devices. Because in the um, previews, they say they're going after an alien energy source. Right. So that would make sense that it was from the Dominators. That was from the crossover episode. I, it was exciting to see King Shark again. Yeah. Like, he's just badass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jacob Albers says, 3.28 terajoules. There it was. Thank you. Why is it an alien life force? And now we'll cover it next episode. 
Okay. If it, is that true? Right. Uh, yeah. If Tari's right. Yes. If Tari is right. Which he usually is, so let's just say he's right. Okay. Uh, we can, but the other key to making the gun work could also be Caitlyn Snow. Okay. She was all in this episode as well uh, as Blair Frost. <laughs> we um, we saw the flash of Caitlyn come back to life. So like the the story that Cisco told her affected her mm-hmm. somehow. Yes. I also think that like if the key to bring Barry ba- Barry back was talking about like losing his parents and like the first night back where Iris had this what they call it, like a, just like a visceral response, a visceral memory to jumpstart his brain. Right. I wonder if like that's the key for Caitlyn. Like, bring up all for dead fiancés, Cisco. I mean, he kind of started that in a way. Julian tried to get in there, too, dropping the L-bomb. I mean, guys, Julian's in love with Caitlyn Snow. Guys, I felt terrible for him in this moment. (laughs) He was like, I'm going to step in here. I'm going to confess my love. She's going to be like, oh, Julian, I love you, too. They're going to kiss. It's going to be cold. It's going to be great. (laughs) And then she's like, nah, son, I don't love you. I've never loved you. And then she closed the elevator in his face and was like, a second. (laughs) Okay, here's why I was okay with it. Because she says, I never loved you. And then she says, I never loved any of you, which is clearly a lie. So one can't be true, that they're both false. They're both false. Mm. I I think Caitlin Snow is also in love with Julian and Ken from Chicago. See, this is a love story that I've invested in and I have a little bit of time for. It's the new ones that are sparking up that I don't have time for. This one, I'm like, yes, Julian, you said you love her. Last week, Joe confessed his love. It's just love, love, love. Bring her back already. So from now on, before we talk about it, like a storyline, just let us know if you care about it or not. Okay, thank you. And then oh, if not, we can just like, move on very yeah. quickly. Mm-hmm. But I love what uh, Cisco said to Caitlin about like all the memories that I cherish involve mm-hmm. you. Yeah. That was a really beautiful moment. It was. Yeah, and I loved this moment where he was trying to appeal to her humanity, like having her not refer to herself in the third person, and and really like trying to drum up as many memories as he could, just so she could chime in. Uh, it was also like a really fun, like like superhero showy kind of thing to do where he's like oh man look at us being fun in this lab like old times he <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love well, it well see I thought it was going to be he 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 here's the new necklace or bracelet that we created to control your powers and we're going to get her back and destined to win commented and said we could have created another necklace by now put it on her by now place her in that chair and nuke her mind I mean, maybe not go that far, but as we were watching the show, when they were in the lab, I was like, okay, guys, I, what what did you make to put on her quickly that she's not going to notice that you can't really get a necklace around someone, but maybe you, like a, a slap bracelet? Remember um, those? Yeah, absolutely. Like, Think of a slap one, necklace, like yeah, a choker. Just like slap that, uh, yeah, slap it sure. on real quick why and let's we, get Caitlyn Snow back. Why aren't you writing for this show? I don't know. Oh my God, they could start a new trend. They could sell those in the shop. They could sell Synergy. them in the shop. Yeah, see? This oh my is how God. You, this is how you sell a show and merchandise and marketing. I'm all of those things. <laughs> Wrapped up in a bottle right here for you. Absolutely. So this, I want to believe that this was foreshadowing that Caitlin Snow slash Claire Frost can exist simultaneously and be a part of the Scooby gang still. 
Yes. Right, that, but that she can control her powers. I, I I would like to see a Caitlyn Snow who can access her powers and not go crazy compared to a Caitlyn Snow who cuts everything off completely. I think that we're gonna... I think we're getting there because we get that flash of her regular eyes in the elevator. So, like, there's this piece of me because they haven't completely, like, given us the full explanation of why she has to become cold or, like, why she becomes evil when she has her powers. I think that it's more of a psychosomatic thing. Like, she thinks that this is who her powers makes her, so that's who she is. And so once she reconciles with the fact that she can be Caitlyn and also Killer Frost, in the same way that, like, Barry has come to realize that, like, he can be himself with all of his powers. Like, he can still be a happy person. And also, guys, her name is still misleading because she technically hasn't killed anyone yet. As but it's, it's it's killer, like it's killer, like it's it has like the it's like killer, like, like the, killer yeah. frost. Right, 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 yeah. Like, Ooh, I'm gonna kill it right now. Yeah, like Ghostface <laughs> Killer might not have killed anyone either, or he might have. Or, we don't know. Or, I cannot confirm nor deny that. I mean, it's true. I'm just, I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> I can if you, you know? want me to. Killer Mike, <laughs> I d- highly doubt that he's killed anyone. This is true. Yeah. But, I mean, I just need her to realize that just because your name has killer in it doesn't mean you have to be a bad person. It also (laughs) could be the way that frost will kill plants. Right. So then be frostbite. (laughs) It's not as, like, threatening. But then people will expect (laughs) you to, like, bite people. Or they're going to expect you to have these giant ice jaws, you know? (laughs) How Do we remember how she got the name Killer Frost in the TV show? Um, It was already established in Earth 2. Gotcha. And so, and she was already, like, full-blown Killer Frost there. So you could assume that she had killed people, um, because that one was a murder. One of our also endless loops, she found out that her evil name is Killer Frost from another version of Killer Frost. Sort of. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a time thing, but yeah. Then she could have been Frostbite. Had she totally. not gone, gone to that earth. It's true. I just want to see, like, the deleted scene where she's sitting around all day being like, oh my god, like, what do I want my name to be? Like, oh, I've never killed before. Like, I'm, like, more powerful than Frost. Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, Jack Snow? Jack Snow. <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk about the court case. The courtroom. Oh, that was funny. Heatmonger. Uh... Everybody stop listening for a second. Have we seen Heatmonger before? No. Okay, thank you. Okay, I feel like we've not seen Heatmonger before, right? <laughs> no. Right. I feel like, like, at some point, they had originally written it to be um, Heat, uh, heat Wave, mm-hmm. and then they're mm. like, mm, he's off on Legends, so let's just make this guy. Legends, Prison Break, we're like, we can't book him, he's too busy. He's <laughs> really too busy. is. Um, Dominic Purcell. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Uh, the, but, okay, listen. But listen, listen. Everybody listen. Listen, Linda. The glasses shtick was so fun. And, like, his comedic timing is great. Mm-hmm. I, I like the emoji action. I just needed a better device in the script to ruin the glasses. Besides one bead of sweat? One bead of sweat. I mean, in their defense, Julian said, just don't get them wet. I don't care. 
He yeah, said it. They set it up, bro. They, they set it up. All of the the breadcrumbs were there, that man. Single bead okay, of sweat. But once again, we are a smart audience. But once again, yeah. do your do your glasses rims touch your face? No. So like, if a bead of sweat were to go down, your glasses wouldn't like no. down around the eye here. It yeah. wouldn't be affected. I, I think that he bent down and gravity pulled oh, it down. Okay. Also, speedster sweat could have like lots of potent things in it. I'm not buying you it. Know? I'm calling bullshit. Okay. We said right. every customer this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, darn it, guys. I just think that it was like I just think they could have like sat down for like three more minutes to be like, we want the glasses to malfunction. We need Heatmonger to get out. What what other device could work? Like and like a lightning bolt could have come through the window. Like anything else would have been just as dumb to me personally. Personally, like, that would have been okay. Yeah, that would have been silly. Okay. Well, no one else is silly. What? The fact that Caitlyn Snow didn't help out with the fire. So I had a problem with that. <laughs> because I'm like, wow. you're here trying to help everyone. There's a fire. We have someone whose name has frost in it. Fire and frost. And we so, saw last episode, she's powerful. So powerful. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, we can blow some coldness on the fire. But then I thought about it and I was like, okay, but in her defense, she's already said that she wants Savitar's memories back. Mm-hmm. For reasons that she's not willing to share with the group yet. Yeah. Also, yes. she's like not there to help. She's not yeah. there to be I'm not a there hero. To make friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I did. I really enjoy. <laughs> I enjoyed the fire putting out sequence just because we got to see uh, Kid Flash in action again. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys had called it while we were watching how silly it was. Uh, in terms of the character, the like Heatmonger character, the day he gets out, being like, <laughs> I'm gonna set some fires. I'm gonna turn it on you my You know what I'm gonna do with my freedom? Go start another fire. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I thought was silly. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. Like, sleep in your bed for one night. Nah, man. He's nope. he's 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 got a, a purpose in life, and he's gonna fulfill it. He's been it, locked up for months. You know? Like I yeah. need my freedom. Like some stuff on stop fire. Jitters, like try a Zoom or something. No, nope. but it's like it's like how Barry was saying that he could have been happy. You know, he could have been hanging out with his parents forever and let his memories go. But he had a calling. And same way with Heatmonger, he had a calling. He could have been happy. He could have started a new job. I'm sure there were programs just for him to rehabilitate him and get him work and stuff. But no. The government cut all that. The government cut the funding. Sorry. So I guess he had to do it. No rehabilitation programs or anything. So yeah, he had no choice. Never mind. Forget I said anything. <laughs> well, maybe Heatmonger made it so hot in the courthouse, and that is why Barry sweat on the glasses. Sorry. Ah. Blob989, Heatmonger had no chill. Ah. <laughs> Dang, son. Bada. Ding. I respect it. Darn it, I wish I thought of that. Dang. Oh, God. I, how much do we love that the thing that is the impetus for Barry's powers is sexual excitement? <laughs> that was a little that I, was great but it was also a little awkward I love that um, it was great but it also I've never been a boy so I don't know what 
the feelings are. Yo, testosterone is powerful. It just yeah. reminded me of like when you're at the middle school dance, like dancing close, and then it's like, oh, hang on, I gotta step back real quick because I got a little excited. That's what went through my no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You, you get Wait, it. Wait. Yeah. Barry's hold fast. up. Hold up. Fact checked. You earlier episodes said your middle school <laughs> does not have dances. Well, I was not at the middle school dance, but it reminds me of that song. Step back. You're dancing kind of close. Feel a little poke coming through on you. Well, girl, you know I felt it. Who we know can help it. What song is this? You know what? I've never heard that song. No. I think it's called Too Close. Too Close. Came out in the 90s. Yeah, came out in the 90s. It's real gross. It's all about getting a boner while you're dancing with a girl. Right now. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Next. Boom. We're so off topic right now, but speaking of too close, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I feel like Iris got too close to accepting the Barry Allen without memories. Am I right, guys? You are right. Yes. Yes. She was all about happy-go-lucky Barry, and she was like, "I don't want him to remember a thing." And she was okay with her brother not getting his powers back. And yeah, in she just secretly wanted to stay alive. <laughs> I mean, maybe it, it would have worked though. So, like, in in my mind, I feel like they should have let they should have let Barry keep his his memory gone long enough to like find Savitar, murder him, and then like gave him his memories back. I'm I'm mean. <laughs> You're mean. I'm a mean guy. But, like... Yes. You're a teddy bear, Tari. What are you talking about? I'm just saying, like, I think that it would have worked. Even if they had essentially let him keep his his memory gone until the date that Iris was supposed to die, then the whole timeline would have changed. So, like, I wanted... I I wanted them to keep him without memory, but I understand why they had to do it. uh, Why they had to give him his memory back, mostly because, like... They are literally unprotected without Flash, which is an insult to the police, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> not against, like, a heat monger. You saw them. Where's the fire? Where, where's the fire station? It's a <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> Where are they? Insulting to our civil servants. I have a question that Barry Allen verbalized for us. Mm-hmm. How do we afford to live here? Yes. Um, you know, Iris writes uh, articles and... Does she? Because she's always she, at the lab. Yep, she she writes them there. She, mm-hmm. she, like, hangs out. And then she gets paid lots of money for, um, you know... She's going to win a Pulitzer Prize in, like, three and a half episodes. And we're going to be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Also, Barry's technically rich, right, though? Because he inherited Star Labs and all of uh, Wells's. This is true. Good point. This is true. Good point. And he loves interior jet grading. We now know. Um, Billie Jean Girl 24 was asking, who freaked out when Barry mentioned that he wanted to be named Bart Allen, who is his grandson in the comics, um, also named Bartholomew? Um, I did. I liked it. It's a, it, it's not our first reference, because uh, Sing used to always refer to Barry as Bart, uh, just as, like, a wink. He'd, like, say it, and then he'd look at the camera and go, 
right? Am I right? Bart <laughs> Allen? Come on, guys. You know what I'm talking about. And then he'd like wave his hand and then walk out of, ca- out of camera. Thank you for That's that. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, I miss Does anybody have anything else about this episode they want to say before we jump to productions? Just real quick, um, with the whole Cecile thing when Barry couldn't remember her name and then he calls her Felicia. Mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious just because of like the whole bye Felicia. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was, was going to be a lot. I wanted him to say bye Felicia for some reason <laughs> in that moment. Um, but yeah. Um, I oh, think that there, there's going to be, like, like, on the DVD, there's going to be a deleted scene where he goes, bye, Felicia, and, then, and everyone looks at the camera and rolls and their rolls eyes. I'm yeah. so excited for that. <laughs> You'd be surprised how much people look at the camera in this show. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, also, Nate Milton says, did I miss something, or did they just give up the whole Star Labs tour deal? Which is kind of true. They did it for, an, they had an opening. It was, it was not supposed a success. To be, Right, but right. no, it became a success at the end of the episode. Remember, people actually came. Oh, and Cisco yeah. did the thing. With yeah, the thing. and Cisco finally fixed all the things. But then we don't talk about it anymore. Maybe it's like Iris's job, where it's happening off camera. <laughs> I think I think it is happening off the camera because there were like people who were working it, and also uh, when Barry goes to the future, he does specifically mention that it's like closed, meaning that at in the current present time, it is open. Fantastic. But good memory, Nathan. Is that Nathan? Yeah. Fantastic. Um, Let's jump to predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. So, the biggest thing we saw in the preview was that Barry is teamed up with Captain Cold, who is alive and well and living in Paris, and that they go after King Shark to get that big red stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is neat. Um, I'm glad to see uh, Captain Cold back. Uh, for those who don't watch Legends, Legends. Legends. Um, he made a comeback. Uh, they acknowledge that he was alive in the past. They find a way to bring him back into the fold. Um, I won't say anything else because it's it's a spoiler. In case you haven't watched Legends yet, uh, is it a spoiler if I ask if he's now a series regular again on Legends? Uh, it is not a spoiler, and he is not. Great, thank you. So he has his contract is that he is a regular across all four four shows. Dang, Wait, son. I've never heard of them doing that for an actor. Uh, him and John Barrowman. John Barrowman? Yeah. Wow. So they, wow. Yeah. I did not know that about those two. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, Mystic whoa. Lightning just said that the Wave Rider was in the promo for the next episode. Was I missed it? that. That's another Legends that. reference. For oh, you. speaking of Legends, they they brought the uh, voice message from Barry back around uh, and yeah. mentioned that like that's what it was about, is not trusting the Savitar Barry, that which was is fantastic. cute. Yeah. yeah. Look um, at this. Shared this. universe, baby. Shared universe, like bringing it, yeah. things full circle. We're getting... I, I, I'm i going to say what Tari said at the beginning of the episode um, about the um, Dominator's um, weapon, the yeah. energy source. I think that's what we're going after, so I love that they're bringing that back in mm-hmm. to play as well from you know the crossover. Fantastic. Um, from earlier last year. When was that? Was that November? It was, yeah, it was November. Year, yeah. Okay, yeah, so it was last year. Okay. Sorry, what about you? What do you, what do you think is going to happen? Um, I think we're going to get a fun romp 
with uh, a lot of banter between King Shark and and Captain Cold. Um, I think that they're going to get this power source, but I don't know if it, they're going to get it functioning. I think it's going to be one last uh, hurdle that they need to overcome. Because next week, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, is the penultimate episode. Yes. yes. Um, so I think that they have to have one last bad thing happen before they can come up with their solution in the final episode, which I think will be something to the effect that you guys, that uh, Tiana was saying, where they use like the particle accelerator or they use the speedsters to generate the energy mm-hmm. in order to make this work. Yeah. I think that like we, many episodes ago, we were training Wally to gain speed in order to save Iris. Because he was not he was not there in the vision, right? Right. And so I wonder if that's going to come into play at all. I also just wonder on a practical level, where is Wally during that time? Where is Vibe during that time? And where is Killer Frost during that time? Yeah, we've not yeah. seen those people, and they all are very powerful people who could save things. Yeah, and now that well, now that we know that Killer Frost is teamed up with Savitar, you could assume that Wally and Cisco are fighting her while all this Savitar stuff is going on. You could also assume that we get through to her, she goes good and sabotages him. Well, because during this fight, I was a little confused last week in the future episode, when um, Cisco loses his hand. Is it during this battle between them? Because then that would make sense if he was off fighting her and that's how he loses his arm. Yeah. Oh, boy. And also, that dog is so 100 just said Captain Cold versus Killer Frost. That would be exciting. You know, Dang, you got the son. cold gun versus the cold hands. Yeah. Who wins? I'm into it. Killer Frost. Oh my god. Alright, well this was so much fun. <laughs> Lovely to see y'all. Tori, where can good people find you uh, while we're until next week. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV on the ABTV DCCW slate. That's Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and not DC related, uh, Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was hilarious. <laughs> um, you can find me at the Tiana Hobson on Twitter and Instagram. And thank you, everyone in the chat, for chatting with me as Tari J. Miller. Fantastic. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram and all over the place at Jeff Masters One. I also host our interview series called LGBTQ&A. It's a weekly show interviewing different interesting and influential members of the LGBTQ community, as you probably gathered. All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Where are the fire later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 